Welcome to the Crypto Current, where we explore how the political and economic landscape around the world is impacting the cryptocurrency and blockchain space. Welcome, everyone. This is Shazad Asker. I'm really excited about this podcast because cryptocurrency has been a passion of mine for many years now. The purpose of this podcast is to really help bring the news to you uh, of not just technological advancements in the space, which are pretty much a regular daily, hourly occurrence. Some advancement is being made in some cryptocurrency that seems like it's going to change the world, and many of these advances will change the world. But I'm really talking about bringing to you the politics of cryptocurrency, the economics of cryptocurrency. What are the politics that are changing and affecting this landscape? What are the economic factors that are really affecting cryptocurrencies? Why are some of these prices going up when we have, let's say, a crisis in North Korea? Why are the prices going up when Janet Yellen comes and gives a speech about uh, not raising interest rates? Why are some of these events really affecting cryptocurrency and prices? We can see that anytime there's some major event, it doesn't affect just cryptocurrency. It, It affects all markets, but all markets are impacted in different ways. For example, some major event happens with North Korea. Just last week, our President Donald Trump here in the U.S., Kim Jong-un from Korea, they got into a little spar with each other, uh, talking about how one side is going to nuke the other, the other one responding, not if we nuke you first. And one thing you may have noticed is on this day, actually Bitcoin prices went up. Now, why is that? One of the reasons is because cryptocurrency has established itself as an asset class, a legitimate asset class that now even Wall Street is paying attention to, that as of recently can be traded on options exchanges across the globe. And there are ETF applications pending right now, not just one, multiple ETF applications. And all these developments are happening in the cryptocurrency space as we speak. But... Like I said, it's an asset class, just like precious metals is an asset class, just like stocks, mutual funds. All these are different types of assets, real estate investment funds. All of these are different types of assets. And cryptocurrency has established itself as a type of asset. And it has also established itself as being a particular type of asset that responds in a very particular way to events that occur across the globe. We can get started with North Korea. Again, like I said, saber-rattling. President Trump go on Twitter uh, saying we will respond to North Korea with force if threatened. These things really affected the price. And the reason is because one particular cryptocurrency named Bitcoin has become a safe haven. Why has it become a safe haven? It's because of one of the properties of Bitcoin that makes it unique to every other paper currency in the world today. That is the fact that it is not associated with any government, period. Bitcoin is not associated with any government. And I'm saying that twice because that is one of the most precious things about cryptocurrencies. That they are not owned by a government. They are not issued by a government. They're not created out of thin air by a government. It's not controlled by a Federal Reserve Bank. Bitcoin has pre-established rules that are based on community ideals. It's decentralized. It's not controlled by any one person. If you have a problem with Bitcoin, 
you can't go to one person and complain to them about it because it's not anyone's product. It's decentralized. It's created by a community, a community of developers, developers that spend their time and submit changes that are either accepted or denied by a community. And this is the brilliance of cryptocurrency, that it's not owned by anybody. That means if there's a crisis in Greece, like in 2013, there was a financial crisis. Guess what? A lot of those people, they ran to Bitcoin. Why? Because the banks were confiscating their funds. And they needed a way to access and have money that's not controlled by banks or government, that's decentralized, that money that they could truly own. Because guess what? When we have money in a bank, that money is being held by the bank. It's owned by the bank. And they pretty essentially, by having a balance with a bank, it's an IOU saying, hey, when you need the money, we have this, we're holding this money for you and you can have it. And when you go to an ATM, you're requesting from the bank to get your money back. And this is how Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are different. When you have a Bitcoin on your phone, you're not requesting to get it from an ATM when you need it. You're not asking anyone permission to use that Bitcoin. It's on your phone. It's in your control. You can use it. Nobody can stop you. And that is really the brilliance of cryptocurrency. And that is why it has established itself as a safe haven asset. It's a safe haven asset because people control it. And if a particular country around the world has a problem with economics or war or social unrest that has nothing to do with bitcoin that's specific to a country compare that to national currencies what happened in greece for instance that was a mo that's one of the most famous examples that i'll continually go back to what happened there political austerity measures bank confiscating funds so private banks were involved in the you know the crisis Private banks were not allowing access to money that people supposedly they, that they had. They thought they had this money, but now they go show up at the ATM and guess what? They find out that they don't really have it. That that money that was an IOU from the bank, they're not going to be able to access it. And this is what makes Bitcoin so special that, again, it's not controlled by any bank. It's not controlled by any government. If you have it on your phone, you don't need to request access to it from anyone. You could send it from your phone to anyone. You don't need any middleman. You don't need Western Union. You don't need MoneyGram or any other third party like that, PayPal or whatever. You, you don't need a wire transfer. You don't need to request a wire transfer. Because remember, when you send a wire transfer, it's not you sending your money. You're requesting your bank to send your money. Okay, and with Bitcoin, you are sending your money. It's not a request to send your money. No one can stop you from sending that money to whoever you want, whenever you want. This is what's so special about cryptocurrency. And it really protects you and puts ownership of your wealth back in your hands. Some of these political crises really cause Bitcoin prices and many cryptocurrency prices to skyrocket. One of the reasons is, A, it's a safe haven asset, but also... When these crises happen across the globe, people really wake up and they realize like, hey, you know, this bank, they're, they're not giving me my money. You know, is there something out there that would prevent this from happening to me in the future? And that's when people learn and they understand and they discover cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Monero, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, all these currencies. Those are just some of the prominent names out there. We're going to discuss them. Mostly we'll discuss Bitcoin because 
that is one of the most popular ones. And I really look forward to sharing uh, information about uh, how the politics and the economics of the world are affecting these currencies. Please tune in to the next episode. Thank you for listening to The Crypto Current. You can support us by engaging with us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Crypto Current. Please subscribe to the podcast, like our page on Facebook, and send us a message with your thoughts, ideas, and feedback. We would love to hear from you.